Insert your own theme tune here. Hello. That was beautiful. Thank you. Thank you very much. And I hope you will take it seriously. Uh, yeah, because we still don't have a theme tune, so uh, you, you need to bring your own. I didn't know we were meant to have a theme tune. I don't think you have to, but there we go. Um, oh, I feel really bad about it now. Never mind. Well, welcome to our themeless, tuneless fucking podcast. <laughs> yeah, that, that was it instead. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yes, do insert your own uh, theme tune here. Uh, I hope you've prepared everyone. This is Citizens of Nowhere. I'm Nick Doody. I'm Carrie Marks. Still? And we're back. Not really back, haven't gone anywhere. Well, we have gone places, but it's funny when people go on a podcast and beginning go, we're back, which we do, I think, quite yeah, a lot. Yeah. And then it's like, podcast is a place <laughs> that it you is. visit when you arrive there again. <laughs> yeah, well, we're back in the same place as each other, which is uh, what makes this possible now. Yes, that was a stretch, but true. <laughs> well, there's been a bit of a gap since the last uh, episode on account yes. of we now live 200 miles apart. Yes, exactly. So you're we- welcome, listeners. We should go well out of our way for you. Um, okay, so this so week... Just carry from his own room. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's been quite difficult moving from one side of my room <laughs> all the way to the other side. Not even all the way, I'm only halfway across it, actually. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Thank God we're on this side of the room, because uh, the other side of the room is 200 miles and three <laughs> metres from my house. <laughs> yes, I call it a room. Also, it's called England. <laughs> <laughs> so... Subject-wise for this spectacular... Spectacular episode, the Christmas special. Yes. <laughs> um, it's, it's all about Christmas. It's yeah. not about Christmas, it, it's is not. it? No. Um, change. Should we talk about change? Should we talk about um, uh, morality, attitudes? Yeah, we thought we thought we would talk about... Well, this came out of a conversation that we were... We were discussing what we thought might be unacceptable in the future that is still acceptable now. And then we thought, well, maybe to sort of frame that before we get onto that, let's have a look at where we've come, how far things have changed in the last, you know, one or two hundred years. Yes. Everything has changed. Yeah, <laughs> loads, loads of, things. of things. But there are lots of things that were totally moral at, at one point. And, and, and the question is, things that we look back on now and say, that's clearly wrong by today's standards, but whether we allow for the mentality of the time. Yeah. Right. So, for example, attitudes towards children at the time, where there would have just been far more children than um, than people could have even even kept up with, you know, to to, uh, to have a welfare system and so on. In fact, before a welfare system, before yeah, yeah. Uh, any way of, of getting help with the number of children you're pumping out when you've when there's no um, we don't have today's modern prophylactics and the pill and so on. So basically, uh, there was just like, it was almost impossible yeah. to stop it. Another child's popped out now. And what it, are we going to do with it? Send it up a chimney. Just, you know, you're going to need. It's almost like it, it, it's ridiculous for us now. The idea of sending children up chimneys, but was it more acceptable at a time where you couldn't feed all your children unless one of them went up a chimney? Yeah, and you know, it's quite difficult to feed a kid up a chimney. I've thought. I've never tried it. What do, I mean? Do you, do you stick toast on a stick and just put it up the chimney, or just drop? I think very long straws down come out the top. top of the chimney, so they can. Uh, <coughs> you have to just get everything down so it's drinkable. I mean, yeah, but straws weren't the same back then. No, no, you didn't even have the straws. See, whatever you do to remedy God. this, it doesn't work. Yeah, I mean, so that, that's a good place to start. Kids, people used to have a lot more kids. Um, yeah. But basically, for the same reason that a lot of animals still have lots of kids, that there's a correlation in nature. <laughs> yes. There is between they're just really bad at putting condoms on, aren't they? They're, they're Animals. Most you of ever them, seen a pig yeah. trying to put on a condom? Really yeah. wrong, wrong type of hands. Yes, once. 
<laughs> some type of penis. I heard you. corkscrew penis. I heard you guys. It's the last time I'm going to show you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is a corkscrew penis. It's yeah. very hard to tell penis from tail. It is. Um, so if you're a pig and you're listening, try cork. <laughs> <laughs> But that's, that's the, I remember that was one of the first things I ever did in uh, in uh, science class in uh, in at school, in biology was um, the correlation between number you of put kids. A condom on a pig's penis. No, I went to Catholic school. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason we had pigs was to show we weren't Jewish. No condoms anywhere. Uh, but we had uh, yeah. So for instance, turtles. They'd say turtles have like literally like hundreds, and they lay hundreds of eggs. The eggs all hatch, and then the babies make their way to the ocean, and most of them are eaten by seagulls on the way. Right. So that was the correlation was that uh, turtles are really bad parents, so they have shitloads of kids. Yeah. And then you get uh, animals that sort of look after their young really closely, and they tend to have far fewer kids. Yes. And that's sort of true of human beings, but human beings have but fewer kids But they don't kids have now. emotional attachments. But I wonder whether the emotional attachment was actually different to how it would be today then, to, to, to children. Because if there's, if there's <coughs> that many, you must the mortality rate is high. Yeah. You must expect, I mean, people did have a lot of kids knowing that some could die. Yeah, I, 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 I assume that must be true. So I, don't, I don't know how we would check this, but yeah, if, if you're assuming that kind of about a third to half of your kids are going to yeah. not make it through childhood. I'm naming you goodbye. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm naming you temporary. And so, I mean, childbirth at that point was all basically boiling water if you could get it, and the woman often didn't make it through. Yeah. Yes, of course. Yeah. So, um, so you could... You could understand. I think where the dividing line comes is is always with justification for cruelty. Yeah. You know whether with uh, you know animals being considered to be uh, soulless, uh, and okay. and and presumably, I don't know whether people believe that animals had feelings at all. Actually, some of them didn't. They really uh, would have done. Descartes, I know, believed that animals were basically biological machines. Right. And, you know, a dog yelps when you kick it because it's programmed to, but that it doesn't have any kind of consciousness and it's not—it's not experiencing anything. So still, you know, no one goes around whipping machines, do they? Well, it yeah. doesn't really help, does it? No. It well, it's questionable whether it really helped with dogs or with uh, with horses. Yeah. Very much. There's, I mean, that, that, so the morality of, the morality of kids varies from society to society, doesn't it? Um, like there are Eskimo tribes where they would, under circumstances kill a child if it was a girl because they were easier to kill no they just have really annoying piercing screams <laughs> no because I mean it, it, it's horrific it's horrific yeah. from through our eyes but if they didn't do that the whole family would likely starve was right. the was the argument I mean I don't know, I don't know how true that could really be it's not yeah because also you know people didn't just send uh in this country didn't just send their children up chimneys. They would also send them to the workhouses when there were too many of them as well. Yeah, yeah. They just go, I've got too many children, cannot possibly do this. Yeah. And I, I wonder how much of it was just a factual thing and how much of it was, uh, you know, crying for weeks afterwards and pain forever or, or what. I, I can't imagine there was ever a time where a mother and a father didn't have strong feelings for their children, great regret, but then... No, I mean, maybe that's, not. That's, not. that's not a recent invention, is it? Strong feelings for your children. Surely. Well, no, surely it's not. But what I'm saying is, I wonder whether those feelings have changed it's simply because of, of um, just factually, you if, if you cannot keep that many children, you, you know, and, it, and that's a normality yeah, yeah, around yeah. you. If, if 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 everyone expects uh, in a very poor societies that some of them are going to go to the workhouses and you're not going to see them again, 
whether that's just I don't know whether, sure. whether that normality actually affects the morality and, uh, or even affects emotion. Yeah, and also whether that carried through into further life. If your life expectancy was in your thirties, yeah, hundred years ago, I think the life expectancy was something like thirty-seven, forty-seven, something like that. That again, you know, it's not the big, it's not the big shock, the big tragedy. That's well, you, know, I, when, you know, when someone loses a grandparent and they go, oh, she was a hundred and seven. Yeah. That isn't the same as losing your own mum at 62, no, say. No, It's. But I wonder whether people were more accepting of death then, because I, I'm sure people still felt emotions, I'm sure emotions have always been around, but yeah. whether they were uh, as pronounced as they are now, because um, mortality was... was people, loads of people choked to death before, um, before the Heimlich. Well, the Heimlich that was a really common way to die, you know? So and people were just popping off all over the place. It wasn't just the the, the age that you, you could live to. It was also just so many things could kill you that we didn't know anything about. And nowadays we have huge numbers of people who uh, shouldn't be alive. You know, yeah. going back even not not very far. You I'm just morally shouldn't. Be I'm alive. one of them. <laughs> well, I mean, as an ex-heart attack, I'm one of them. Whether I morally right. shouldn't be alive is a different thing. <laughs> but. I wonder Heard whether, had I just had a heart attack and just died, and, and, and uh, you know, people mm. we know have had aneurysms and other things and so on, in the past it would have been just, people just suddenly died, we don't even oh, have a good explanation and for it. And they wouldn't it. know what it was. No. I mean, so, someone died of an aneurysm 100 years ago, did, I assume, I mean, I'm, I'm saying roughly 100 years ago, we, we, we haven't actually said when we mean, but we're kind of thinking Victorian era, are we, and, roughly? And from then backwards, yeah, yeah. yeah. So equally going through children, through treatment of animals that, that were considered to be soulless, as we've said, um, and then getting into, um, uh, I suppose, racism. Of Racism was, would have been far more understandable at one point. You know, when we, when we, now that we have, uh, first of all, with, with all our mixed culture anyway, yeah. but secondly, because we see film and TV of other cultures and, and we know their worlds and we can see their humanity at least, um, Plus, we That's also true. know that they they do believe the same as us. Plus, we also know that they you know that they feel emotions the same as us. Plus, um, we can even understand their diets because before diet was also used as a way of forming hatred, right? Uh, people who eat ants and insects—they're disgusting. They're, they're, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Their, their food is it's disgusting. Way, so there's they a, must a tribal be. recognition, yeah. Thing, isn't it? Yeah. But now they wouldn't have been able to know that uh, actually it was, or, or know as well as we do now that it's it's really nutritional. Sure. But there's nothing wrong with eating insects per se, you no. know. So our, our ability to hate isn't quite on a plate in the same way as, <laughs> as it would have been once. Well, that kind of reminds me of the thing people always bring up about how people who voted, um, voted say, leave the European Union and gave like immigration as a reason. They're, they're from places where there's no immigration. And that's always said in a really surprised way. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. That, I, I expect racism more of people who don't come into contact with people of other races. Of course not, yeah. Well, of course you would, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, definitely. I mean, the, the, the brain kind of adapts and uh, gets to know a group and then it starts individualising people. And there was, I mean, there was some deeply racist pseudoscience as well, wasn't there? Like Victorian scientists were well into their kind of the folds of the Negro's brain and all that kind of shit. Which I wonder whether we change that much, though, because still when you, you go on Twitter, a lot of it is other mentalities. It's, it's the mentality of the other group. You know, people know how all Tories think, for example, or, or all Jews think, or all white men think, or whatever. And it's, it's all about mindsets. We're still yeah, into yeah. mindsets. Okay, that tribal thing. Yeah. yeah. But on the other hand, you, can, you we don't take people from other countries and parade them around in freak shows, like uh, Sarah Barnhart, the hot and top Venus. The, the woman with the massive bum. Yeah. yeah. Just a, 
a woman from um, South Africa somewhere, I think, who yep. was just paraded just as this, look at this! Yeah. Huh? You know, it, she did have a very big bum. A very large bum. Yes. More, more common there. But <laughs> and and that obviously that's pretty horrific by today's standards, isn't it? Um, I think just must have been weird conversation. Let's go to this place. There's a, we can go and see this big bum. Mm. <laughs> Come on, darling. But be if romantic. you but if you'd never seen wine. anyone, if you'd never seen anybody of a different race, yeah, you think that that was the most exotic that you can imagine. You I can. Yeah, and you probably expect they bounce around or how how they travel. Well, really. wh- wh- I don't know. Whatever. I can imagine if I, you know, if I'd been raised in a place where I'd never seen a black person. Yeah. And they, oh, you can go and see one in this tent if you pay a shilling or whatever. Just, I, I don't think it would have occurred to me. Maybe it would. The Maybe. more I make excuses, though, of, of why otherness would have existed, which, which I think there were good reasons for feeling of the other, of, of a, almost like yeah. an alien, you know? Yeah. The less I can understand why it exists today, where we just know too much to, to feel that way. Yeah, yeah. To believe there are whole cultures that are based on hatred and so on, or, or, or on any negative attitudes uh, as, a, as a group. Yeah, well, there absolutely are. And of course, when you're from outside the hatred, you look and you go, well, you people are insane. You people are like the people from Gulliver's Travels arguing about the, which side you crack an egg from. Yes, right, yeah. yeah. The, the egg you crack. Yeah. But, you know, the, the Hutus and the Tutsis, most people would not be able to tell them apart. Right, yeah. But, and yet there was a genocidal war between them. It's yes. absolutely horrific, based on the difference T- that almost difference. no one else would yeah. be able to tell. And mm. even they couldn't tell, you know, they were, who does it pretend to be Tootsie and things like that, and they'd pass, of course, because there's a couple of difference. It's hard to know where the mindset starts and finishes. Cause it, it, it's almost like with, um, when people talk about the patriarchy and, and uh, how women were controlled, but if you go back, I don't know, I suppose early 20th and pre-20th century, mm. where uh, how did people see women? And, and, and largely, there's a lot of writing where men saw women as, as being childish, right, and, and weak. Um, right. But... What I'm asking is how forgivable, not not acceptable, but nevertheless, forget, can we understand a mentality where women clearly don't have the muscle mass of men? They 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 would have been they would have yeah. seen women crying over things that would not make men cry, and and fainting. Fainting was a massive thing back back in uh, back back in the time when women had fainting rooms that they would turn I mean, to. It's a great way to get out of any situation. is just lose but consciousness. I'm, but I'm sure it was partly used for that. And it was also used to, and also because it, it was fashionable for a while for women to be seen as, as delicate and, and delicate flowers. And this reinforced their delicacy. So I, I yes, suppose... Yes, that, 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 was that was a dainty, that was, that, was, that, was, that was a desirable feminine trait, wasn't it? Yeah. But also, Unquestionably also, also caused by, you know, there were girdles that were so tight oh and were the fainting. There was yeah. uh, metal in almost everything. So, and arsenic was in, in like the pages of books and... Uh, hell, you know, lead in the makeup and yeah. mercury and hats and shit. In yeah. the wallpaper. Yeah. Everywhere. So <laughs> it, it, It's amazing that we're alive in any way, isn't it? Just and Picture books from, from that type of period often have pictures of a woman on the front fainting. And they, they, a lot of these books were written for women, or, or, or rather had female readership. Yeah. Large female readership. So that, that's the thing. So women's rights, right, is a, is a thing that has overwhelming. I mean, it's been leaps and bounds in the last 100, 200 years. Just from, uh, I mean, a hundred years ago, there was no like marital marital rape was not a crime. Um, I when, think we can look back on on rape, hate, and all these crimes as, as saying even if you, because th- there were always people who were against. You know, slavery and, and treatment of women and so on, and yeah. uh, and we're protected women. So people have always known that that cruelty was wrong. 
right? They've always known that being violent to someone weaker than you was, was wrong. And I I'm not saying universally, I'm, not I'm sure saying that a that. large number of people would have always surely recognised that. I think if you go back, if, you, if you're going back kind of medieval times, I think that it's less obvious that that was a thing. I mean, if you're going, if you're going back to, well, the early 19th century, so, so the hot and top Venus was not uncontroversial. There were people who said, well, she's, it, it, this is obscene, it's indecent, she's been made to perform against her will. There were people who said that. Right. So it's, yeah. it wasn't just everyone was on the same page that it's fine to take people from Africa and treat them like they're just a sideshow. Maybe people were a little bit too busy to care as well, to some extent. Well, that's, that's definitely a thing, isn't it? And Jonathan Haidt, the psychologist, makes the point that it's with economic prosperity that rights follow. Yeah. The, you take, yeah. you know, you look at China or Cambodia or places like that where in, in a very brief period of time people have gone from barely being able to feed themselves to being like Western style, like rich. And on the back of that immediately start to follow animal rights, women's rights, gay rights, um, better conditions for children. Yeah. And without those, you know, th- I mean, those are things that you need a certain level of privilege to have, I suppose. But I guess I what we're talking about I'm is... I'm not going to use the privilege. I mean, a certain level of comfort. Yes. Yeah, and more time to think rather than your, your, just, your, your sole effort today is feeding your family. Yes, yeah, uh, You know, it's, it's, you know that, that's the thing. Survival does come way before science and before morality as well. You know, you sure. can afford to start questioning things once you, you, you know you're going to be, be alive to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that's, the, okay, there's the dividing line, though, is we've got to separate acts of cruelty from what we're actually discussing is mindsets and whether it was uh, more understandable once for people to believe in the other's mindset. So was it, can we really condemn men of a period uh, back then of, of believing that women were weak and incapable of going to do the jobs they were doing and you know the early industrial revolution was actually pretty dangerous work-wise yeah people, sure. people died at work a lot and uh, I believe there was, a, there was a court case at the beginning of the 20th century of uh, a man who took his boss to work to, to court because he, he, his boss beat him with a stick on a Sunday oh, right. and, uh, and his argument was that um, that he was doing overtime and he didn't think it was fair to be beaten with a stick whilst he's doing overtime <laughs> on a Sunday and the court found against him. <laughs> so I'm saying there might be a male mentality if they were protecting yeah. women from what they consider to be a dangerous lifestyle sure. and that women weren't capable of it. But also the status of women depending Any on... women listening, I'm not saying that's myself. <laughs> I'm saying is it, is it something we can hate them for or is it something we can say yeah. makes sense? Because the thing, you can say that men's attitudes towards women have come on, and just society's attitudes, women's attitudes towards women have come on, but also that... Yeah, that's they've got been, a bit full that's, of themselves, have they? <laughs> but that's been made possible by advances. I mean, yeah. what I was going to say was, it kind of depends which social class you were from, if you go back 150 years, what yes. was expected of you as a woman. So you might be a servant in the, you know, in the house of a rich woman who's never washed a fucking clothes in her life. Yeah. But you also... There sort of wasn't a middle class per se in the same way as there is now. So if you were a married couple but you don't have any money, the woman stays home, raises the kids and does all the cooking, does all the cleaning. And that There really wasn't much of an alternative. Because when eventually... you've got lots of children, what the hell? You need someone to stay back and look after yeah. the children and someone to go to work, right? And they're also... I mean, technology has changed that. I mean, the invention of the washing machine yeah, and the invention of the contraceptive pill, yeah, these are both massive things yeah. in women's rights I think when we talk about change and it, it, I, I'm sure activism has some uh, effect on change but it's, it's almost always science 
Mm. It's the industrial revolution. It, it, it's the pill. It's you know prophylactics and so on. It's it, this is what causes uh, huge rafts of new freedoms. Yeah, it, 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 I mean, it feels so. It, even hearing myself say the invention of the washing machine. Yeah. <laughs> just just to associate women with washing machines feels so wrong now. But, in fact, but you're in fact, associating women's that, freedom with, or freedom well, from it, washing. It, right? Well, exactly. Yeah, the <laughs> fact, when you, you put the clothes in, set it, and then not have to fucking do it for hours of your day. Yeah, yeah. That yes. was, without a doubt, an immense freedom yes. that came in. Yeah. But again, it, it feels, feels really sexist to say it now, doesn't it? Um, I think it's a fact, but that's, that is what we're questioning is whether a lot of sexism attitudes towards children, black people, and so on, whether it came from a place of ignorance that we can explain why people felt that way you know they yeah, simply yeah. didn't know that you know it was proper ignorance they actually didn't know any better yeah they and they actually had a a view of that and, and whilst they're of course very led by a religious understanding and a, you know a god-based understanding of, uh, yeah. of why we're here in the first place and and so on so um it's 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 not it's not going to be on the same rational plane that we, we have the freedom to talk talk with now no, and no one likes to believe that their entire way of life is completely immoral. No. So I assume that you know, religion. This is the natural order of things. Yes. This is how it has to be. And that's and always it, been a great justification, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's this God, is how God, 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 God particularly made allowed that. Yeah, yeah. This is how it was meant to be. God made man, and in, in, in his own image, yeah, yeah. you know, we were we're important. And this is back, of course, we're also going back to a time when we're the centre of the universe, and uh, and the universe revolves around us. Yeah, of course. Yeah. What about animals? What about them? Do you want one? <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. Okay. What have you got? Oh, I've got uh, half a giraffe. <laughs> half a giraffe? Oh, yeah. What is it? Some I thought, voles. I thought we were doing pets, not art. Oh. Um, <laughs> animal rights, I think, is. Uh, yeah. The concept of animal rights, yeah. even. When you see those protests with loads of animals holding placards and everything, <laughs> we want to vote! <laughs> Moo too. Um, yeah. Um, still, of course. Well, obviously, we still have battery farming, and we still. You could say animals are treated worse today than they've ever been treated because we yeah. we kill them far more in, in massive numbers, and also because uh, there's still lots of religious ceremonies that go on today that involve mass slaughters are of they? animals. Yeah, totally. Mass slaughters. Yeah, uh, Ramadan is a mass slaughter of animals, which um, uh, and I, I believe that they then that they're then used to feed poor people. I know I think all the right. the, the meat they've um, there there's moral arguments to it. I don't really know. I'm going onto ground that I don't want to yeah, yeah. Uh, be too too ignorant on. Um, when we were in where we were in Manila, where they have a mass slaughter of animals. I haven't been to Manila. Not Manila. Where were we? Somewhere we went on. So you're telling me that we've been to somewhere we together went somewhere. and we saw a mass slaughter. Yeah, of you killed a lot of animals. You don't um, remember? No, one of my blackouts. Oh. I remember waking up covered in blood and somewhere we were at, and they had a mass slaughter out there. Um, I remember going to, um, um, I think it was either Malaysia or Thailand, and going to um, kind of like what would you call it, like a, like a market, and I know covered market, and the there was no concern whatsoever for animal welfare, like cages of puppies just yeah, crushed right, together. Yeah. It was horrible. Yeah. Yeah, but but you know we were the people who found it horrible. No one else in the market there was any problem with it. Um, I remember in China seeing a bicycle go past that had 
loads of little coops on it, it was like really tiny little cages with these chickens in it. They were, like, oh, right. they were kind of crushed together. It was a bicycle that had like a farm on it. It was really, and I, and I watched it going, wow, you could not just ride around with that over in, in England. Uh, but then a short while later, another bicycle went back, <laughs> then by and he had his whole family and like little, it was like a little house built on a bike. There were really? some amazing bikes out. And, yeah, yeah. And, uh, Battery family. Yeah. I was in Shanghai and just watching uh, some incredible bicycles go by that were just like designed to carry everything. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, we're quite removed. I mean, I think one of the things that factory farming's done is that we are removed from the source of our meat. Yeah. So that we're horrified when we see it. We so mean the meat we eat, not, yeah. not our own meat. No, our own meat. I'm <laughs> sometimes horrified by that. <laughs> but we. Uh, it's weird, isn't it? We treat animals worse, so we don't have to, th- you know, because we're because we're squeamish about them. Yeah. So we let other people do horrific things in our name. But you see a man say uh, whip a horse now, and then people go mental. Yeah, yeah, that. yeah. That's awful. Whilst they're eating their steak. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So do they, have we moved on to things that we think might become unacceptable in the future? Well, that's one of them. It, I I hesitate. To, yeah. to to uh, write anything, you know, a tweet or whatever, how great this steak is and so on. Because whilst we're, and what we're seeing now is a lot, a lot of people finding things problematic that someone wrote uh, 20, 30 years ago. Right. Right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so there'll be a writer or whatever, and it'll be like 20, 30 years ago, he said this, and now by today's standards, that's completely wrong. Or it's, or even particularly with paedophilia, anything to do with children and so on, which might have been with, with, where there was a younger marrying age and so on, and might have been acceptable at the time, but isn't now, and, yeah, yeah. and we look through uh, historical figures, and in, in the same way, I wonder whether if you if you write something about steak, maybe you become famous, or maybe someone finds your work after you've died, and, and like suddenly become, you know, posthumously really big, and then someone goes, oh, but here's this tweet he once wrote about how he's enjoying a steak, and, and they're like, no, we don't want anything to do with him now. I used to like him. Yeah, the the ability to trawl through everything you've ever said, yeah, is really scary. I don't um I don't want to get into it. I mean, I, I, an argument on Twitter with someone who then trolled through every single tweet and found one that sounded racist, right? And it wasn't a tweet I put out as a tweet. It was me talking to someone else on Twitter who was all was also watching Question Time at the same time. Yes. And now I cannot remember the context at all. I just I but I know that I wrote one point. Diane Abbott looks like The Rock. And I, don't, I obviously I don't remember what she looked like, what she was wearing, what she was doing or saying at the time. Right. I didn't know if I can clear. But if you take that out of any context, and then this person just retweeted, they go, oh, interesting. Well, I think we can discount anyone who'd say this. And, I, <laughs> and, I, and, I, proper, and I, I at first was horrified. I went, no, I'm going to have a go at this person. Go, yeah. How dare you fucking do that? There's a conversation between me and someone else on Twitter with a clear context yeah. of something we're both watching. Yes, that is despicable what you've just done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder if it would go the other way as well. Like you might be really nice and never tweet anything horrible, but then people might strongly believe something. People might become more racist in the future. I might look back on your non-racist tweets of now. <laughs> you know, he was just so uh, so accepting. What a horrible yeah. person. <laughs> I guess by the standard of the time, that level of non-racism was accepted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What else would change? Meat definitely. Uh, well, meat. I don't because the meat. The well, not is, even definitely. Actually, we might. It, I, it's hard to say. I can't imagine we're not going to find the, the vegan food won't be just amazing in uh, some years to come. And, and yeah, I think we we'll, we might be able to make totally ethical cheese and f- meat. Even yeah, that's already a thing, right? You know the what's it called, the super burger or something? Big cloned meat. Right. Um, 
it's really really expensive at the moment but it'll just get it'll get cheaper there'll come a point where well yes it will be cheaper available. to mass produce and then yeah. uh and, and we'll forget what even a, a real animal tastes like probably at some point and we'll be disgusted at the idea that anyone could actually eat a you know yeah, yeah. A creature that was alive cheese, I mean vegan cheese is pretty terrible mm. I've tried it yeah I've had it some yeah. of it's okay yeah. there's some that's okay yeah. and also if you do, you know maybe don't call it cheese just well, I've had those vegan ones that claim to be duck or chicken or whatever and you just go only if you haven't had chicken or duck yeah, for a yeah. long it's time yeah it's been a really long time yeah it's more about your memory than, than the taste I think things like you know you go in a pub sometimes now and there'll be like a stuffed weasel, yeah, or like the head of a moose. You think at some point that I can see quite soon just an animal's head on the wall being something that is just barbaric. Yes, of it course. feels it now. Well, in the same way as pets, in the future we might look back on you people. We might look back on people walking a pet around with a with a um, a brace around its neck. You know. Right, it's slavery, basically, isn't it? <laughs> you know, we, but we might see it as that. We might see that was absolutely horrible. The the the, so the, the pets wore, wore collars, yeah, and, right. and didn't when allowed their freedom just to run around and do whatever they like, and you know, <laughs> vote, vote. Yeah, I think. Well, how about dance? I think, dance. Have, have you seen the documentary Blackfish? Uh, I saw it years ago. Um, it's all about Sea World and that That's kind of right. place. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I suspect those places are. I mean, it, it's a pretty damning documentary anyway. Yeah. You know, I don't think that's even waiting for the future, is it? No, they're, no, they're, I they're already going out now. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Uh, for a while, they tried to justify the, the fin being bent over, is almost like that. That shows that the animal's happy. Like, yeah, and it really no, doesn't. It, it shows no, it doesn't. In the wild, yeah, it goes yeah. straight up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they have yeah they have like bendy dorsal fins, and then it's a sign that things are not well. They try to justify like, like some really bad yeah. prostitute going. It's, bent, it's supposed to be bent like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. It's, 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 it means you're happy. Yeah. No, it doesn't. Eating their handler is a sign of effervescence. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sign they're having a really good time. Getting carried away. Right. This creature that loves like swimming really fast over huge expanses really likes only having like, a few inches to go and yeah. or getting to the other side of its so you know, area in a minute. And, and you know they're intelligent creatures as well. You know, yeah, it's it's just so horrific. Zoos, I can see, I can see zoos being a little bit different. Sometimes the animals are often well looked after, and in some cases there's a conservation yeah aspect to it. You know, aspects, yeah. Um, so I, I don't see zoos as quite the same. No, not that, as the well, same, it, it but depends. still, you could it argue that a lion is supposed to run around in a, you know, yeah. not, not be, um, not not be confined like that. An well, elephant confined—it does feel wrong for a, a creature that could stampede and move a long distance fast, and and uh, or a camel, you know, that's designed to go over long distances without yeah, yeah. water or anything, being kept in a small area. I don't know. I've I've always been, I, I don't know, a bit up and down as far as it. I, I, they do care about zookeepers do care about animals yeah clearly I mean it's not it, it isn't the same as the kind of dodgy trading that you give the sea world people yeah but um, who uh, I mean we know um, uh, our friend Andrea who works in oh, of course, the, um, yeah. used to work in London Zoo and uh, um, and, and clearly loves the monkeys right? yeah yeah <laughs> that sounds like a weird sentence <laughs> she loves the monkeys oh, she, she's always singing it hey with the monkey yeah. I don't know what's that got to do with her zoo work <laughs> yeah so there's, there, there's that. that that's maybe a bit different but I, I know what you mean there's a bit of you that thinks if you want to see a camel you have to travel yeah it's not not up to you to make the camel be in Luton <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
So yes, that uh, zoos, yeah, questionable, but very, yeah, very possibly. A lot of this, once again, though, it's going to change with technology. Well, technology it might, it might be that you're able to have a, a perfectly real-looking 3D representation moving around and acting exactly like a camel. You know, whether it's a robot or whether it's um, a hologram or whatever <coughs> else it is, that you don't actually need to have a camel there to know what a camel looks like and how it behaves. Right, sort of like in Blade Runner, all these sort of artificial animals. Okay, right. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. Or it might be that we find a way of making travel cheap and eco-friendly that means it's, you know, a couple of hours out of your day to pop over to Egypt and have a look. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. And technology's the one. Hurry up, scientists. Technology's the one, isn't it, of where we just have no... Like, 100 years ago, no one had a fucking clue what it would be like now. No, like, the, the, the internet... Yeah. In, I mean, in particular, I think online things, the internet, but also like medical breakthroughs. Oh, you think? I think the phone would be one of the hardest things to go back to explain to people. You can explain movies, for example, with it. You could make a picture book, I mean, a flick book. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. But to explain, I am able to talk into a box, uh, which is not connected to anything, and someone even to explain, someone can hear me through a building, and the people inside the building can't hear me. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, insane, yeah, yeah. You know, or, or that someone can hear me on the other side of the world as I'm speaking. That's just nuts and that no one in between can hear it that's insane that, that would be I, I don't as know magical. how you could explain that to anyone that'd be as magical as teleportation wouldn't it yeah that's essentially yeah, yeah. what you're, 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 um, you're sending your voice you're, you are you're teleporting your voice to somewhere else it's yeah. been broken down in the particles sent over the information is transferred there's re and it's actually your voice it's, it's yeah, yeah reconfigured crazy. somewhere else crazy and Star yeah. Trek's totally ruined travel for me I, I, I should enjoy flying but now I can just seeing the idea of a teleportation going now oh, flying so slow when we have these fucking teleports they advertise do you would you use one <laughs> would i use one i'd want to know more about it yeah i'd want because to know at the time very... I'd, I'd let someone else go first but you wouldn't there's a very strong argument that a teleportation device would be killing you but you're not then actually reconstituting you. Yeah. you yeah 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 but then 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 we get into a complete discussion over what What's you is in the yeah, first yeah, yeah, place yeah. Are you just all those parts put together anyway, or, or are you definitely? After all, you're changing all the time anyway. All your cells are dying. Yeah. Sorry. But it'd be impossible Sorry. to have experiences. Let's have a funeral for Nick's cells as they die. <laughs> um. Yeah. What else? A voting age. That was one I thought might change. I think we're on the cusp of that changing. Um, I think that's going to come soon. 16 is, is almost yeah. certain. There's good arguments for it, although I'm, I'm still a little uncertain. When I speak to people of that age, I don't think they've had time to really... Most of them haven't even but, read up on politics and what's going on until they're, they're a little bit older anyway. They're still very heavily influenced by their parents uh, until they go to university. And then at the university, they're heavily inf influenced by peers before they yeah. really get to start thinking who they actually are. Okay, I remember so, how influenced so, I was. Some people don't... A, some people don't go to university, and B, some people in their 40s and 50s and 60s are fucking idiots. Who sure, don't, you know, who just read the sure, Daily Mail talk, or whatever, you know. I know, it's true, but we're still talking percentages, and I can remember when I was, I, I think my opinions are far more formed now. They still have some, you know, area for movement, but when I was young, I would have been affected by my parents' beliefs, and then, then I think in my late teens and early 20s, by whichever girl I was going out with. Right. Very probably. In fact, I can remember going out with someone who was uh, very strongly activist, and I was kind of like got, got into her activism for a while because just you know fell for someone. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I, th I mean, I think I've changed 
in the last 10 years, politically, a little bit. Right. Partially because the political landscape has. But I guess the, 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 that, to me, is an argument. I'd imagine your change is slower now, and I reckon it's also a lot of change now. Mm. I think I've changed, but it's probably that my core values haven't changed that much. It's that the core values of the different sides seem to, to change around a little bit. Yeah, and yeah, maybe your understanding of what would work and what's viable and things like that. Mm-hmm. But I, none, none of that, I think, is a good argument against 16-year-olds voting. I, 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 I would be perfectly happy for 16-year-olds to vote. What's the argument for them voting? Uh, well, they can be taxed. Yeah. So that's the American thing, no taxation without representation. Right. But once again, we've, we've talked about this before, and it's it, it, you can always put a different standard there. It would have once been, if you're working, you're allowed to vote. Uh, now it's being like, if you're taxed, which is sort of a similar area. But, but you could so, say, you're you only taxed because you're working, right? You, you could say, so long as you're being told you have to do anything by a government, you should be allowed to vote. Well, including... Which, Go to school. <laughs> Which brings us down to what age? Around four or even four, less? Yeah. Five, yeah. I think they should have a say. If someone's allowed to make a rule saying what you've got to do, I think you should have some say in it. What yeah, you got to wear? I'm relatively relaxed about <laughs> children at five not having a massive say in their education at that point. Um, what effect, <laughs> what effect would it have? It's quite a good argument. In it, but it's 16, bringing it down to 16 definitely means a strong move towards more left-wing thinking. I would have thought... Yeah, would do. Which I'm not I'm saying it's wrong, but I'm saying it might be for the wrong politics. reasons. If, if, you know, if, you, if you know you have to appeal to people who are 16, 17, then that is going to that is going to change what you're going to start promising the public, isn't it? Oh this God. is the, this is the problem for Tory the speech. You're going, we're going to get rid of your spots. <laughs> I'll vote for you. It's a bit of a crisis for the Tory party at the moment, is that they don't really have very much to offer people below a certain age. Yeah. Because they're, you know... They're not gonna. They're not offering you a house like they used to. But it's also the young people are more idealistic. Yeah, there's that. So, and, and it's very hard to get around that because uh, that's some of that idealism will, will only change through time, through age, through uh, uh, and through owning stuff. Of course, a lot, a lot of conservatives, uh, conservatives, they got, they got something to conserve. Yeah, I think that's true too. But um, it seems unfair that these people have their futures mapped out by people who have loads to conserve themselves. You know what I mean? Like, like with the, like with the Brexit vote. You know, people, people, this will not affect voting and having a huge effect on pe- on the people that affect the most who didn't get a say. All right, but then you have got to make it lower than sixteen things. It's going to affect every future generation, all the children yeah, in the school do. right I mean, now. So you, where do you draw the line? You draw line and also, when you say, I, I, I've heard something before saying that the older generation, the, the, the elderly is not allowed to be said anymore. The older people, right. um, whatever the hell that means. Another episode. Um, the older people shouldn't really have a say because they're not going to be around for, for the effect of it. But we could also say they're the ones who've lived a long time and have seen before and after and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they are also voting for what they think is best for their families and their, the future of their families. I think that, that their vote is just as valid. I think in you, it, it, that's generally true of voting. The, the Brexit one, I think, was different. The Brexit one, there was like a generational change in how people felt about this thing. Yeah. I... I, I Honestly, from people I've spoken to, and I'm sure that they were not the absolute rule, um, our friend uh, Matt's parents, they voted for Brexit without thinking it would happen. Right. So they sort of, this is what we think, but then they were a little bit shocked that it won, and not totally happy. Oh, I think a lot was, of people were shocked that, yeah. that Brexit won, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so that's... Right. But then you can't go back and have another vote based on the fact that it went wrong last time. 
that's another subject. Let's do another yeah, it is. one. Um, Tell you what, should we get? So voting age, democracy. Um, whether that's gonna gonna last, I don't. Know. We, I think for a while we've all believed this was the new thing that everyone would get into, and I think yeah. we've had this overconfidence that the rest of the world are gonna go. Ah, oh, wow, that's clever. We should do that, and and actually. The where are being, they from? <laughs> I don't know. It's, very, it's hard to work out, really, how nondescript they are. Um, I think we, we might have had an overconfidence with uh, with democracy. Yeah, I think so. There's, what was it Francis Fukuyama called it? The end of history, when the Berlin Wall came down. This is it. This right. is it. Right. Yeah, democratic capitalism, that's, where it, that's, that's what's going to win. And yeah. now there's a book out called How Democracy Dies. Yeah. Which is, you know... Vote it out. Let's have a vote whether we keep democracy or not. Um, hard to say. I, you know, I, to me, democracy still makes so much sense. But on the other hand... The alternatives are so dodgy, aren't they? I mean, uh, democracy has it probably... It, I, I, I used to think it was just a glib thing that uh, Churchill said. And now I kind of think that's... He's around right that democracy is the worst form of government apart from all the other forms. Yeah. I think there's, it's it's like free speech. It allows in a lot of bad, but at the same yeah. time, you still have to say that the, the, the alternative is a lot worse. Um, yeah. I although I think we do have a problem with democracy, and in the same way, that what do I? I think because it gives everyone a certain amount of power, and that power becomes quite annoying. <laughs> in that, that's why Twitter is so full of opinions and everyone being so opinionated. Because I think it's almost like people have become too individually powerful. Or feeling that they are. It's more, it's more a feeling that they are. You know, ever since they started voting for which celebrities can be famous and having right. having a say in everything, and believing their opinions count more and more. Uh, that, that, that's interesting because I, I I kind of feel like the problem with democracy as you have it now is that you don't have that much say really. Is that the Overton window is quite narrow? Right. Like one of the problems with the European Union is that it's sort of set in stone this particular type of vaguely neoliberal market-led bank-led. I suppose, and the point I'm making is that yeah, you're right. People don't system. have that much say, but so they then, feel so like they should they have even more say, and so so even more activism, and even more arguments for rights, and so on within a system that has that. Yeah, but then they, they also start to vote for destructive things because they see the system as not giving them the say that they can. Deserve. Right. Okay. Yeah, I, th- I think there's, yep. there's a lot in Brexit and Trump. Yeah, that is people just going, "This isn't changing. This is a monolith, monolith that I get to have a little bit of saying." Whereas, but it's but it's pretending that I get to change it, and I don't. Yeah, so fuck, I'm gonna burn the whole thing down and change it. A benign dictator is probably still the best thing you could, the best form of government, but you just can't guarantee a benign dictator. But it's still better than democracy, probably, because you can get things done really fast. We just have a very slow and difficult process. Yeah. So do you think if, if we get an AI that's sufficiently high-functioning, we should Once just let again, that... Once again, what happens that technology is the, is the most unpredictable thing. Maybe it would be possible to have a, a benign AI dictator. Yeah. I think there is I think there's really... plenty of sci-fi written about that. <laughs> yeah, sure. an idea. It, always, it always goes wrong according to our fiction, which could be a, worth, a, a warning worth, worth listening to. But then when it comes to technology... And it's so unbelievable. Sex, as we know it, could completely change in the future. We might look back and be disgusted that humans did certain things with each other. I look back as recently as last Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, or even to themselves. You, know, <coughs> oh, you used to do that to yourself. The availability of machines porn, for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, sex machines. Yeah, but also James Bo- Brown was. <laughs> robots are going to get more and more realistic, and, uh, and 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 you can have anything you want, and people will be saying in the future, oh. 
got a robot for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, there's, we've got machines that do things now. You would just, you know what I mean? If you saw someone physically sucking the dirt out of a carpet, you think, mate, <laughs> get over. I think people always felt that way about people physically sucking the dirt out of yeah, a carpet. It's just always bothered me. <laughs> Why do you do that? I, uh, I don't know. Just stop sucking carpet. I got lucky once. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the carpet was so clean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You find it's one the old only way. Find one old tech. Life hack. <laughs> you don't need a vacuum cleaner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Simply strong wrists and a will. The will to succeed. I think one day we'll have adverts on absolutely everything that you touch. I'm pretty sure that'll be the case. Oh, fucking hell, yeah, that's coming, uh, isn't it? I think there'll be adverts on top of adverts, you know, because there was probably any more space about adverts. Yeah, the advert will pause for, yeah. for a few messages. Or it'll open up and inside you'll find another advert, like fractals, you know, where there's just like everything's made of more adverts. I think <laughs> every cell in the human body will have an advert in it. Remember that surgeon who was, um, he was uh, convicted of, basically, in fact, he was signing his name on on the organs that he transplanted and things like that. Oh, God, yeah, I remember that, yeah. Do you imagine, yeah. like, the next stage of that, which he just gets paid to put, like, Pepsi cola yeah, 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 yeah. on someone's gallbladder? Yeah. <laughs> Graffiti on your... <laughs> parts of your body. Um, what else? I think... Uh, oh, trans. That would be... Obviously, though... And also... Um, uh, Cosmetic operations. I think. I think once we get, obviously, this technology is going to get better and better. Oh yeah. Until yeah. people have facelifts that will be, that there'll be no indication. Even now, it's it's gotten so much better. We we use rich people to. This is one of the weirdest. Yeah, yeah, things yeah. That we use rich, rich people, people became the experiments. Pigs. They were yeah, the yeah. they were the guinea pigs, so that ordinary people now can uh, get get facelifts and That's so weird, on. That's weird, isn't it? That we and used, Botox, Botox, of course, which we was, did loads of damage. We tested hair transplant technology on Elton John. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. I know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And all the elites who put themselves up with Botox of all things. Yeah. So, and, and had, you know, horrible effects happen to their faces. So, I'm, uh, but I'm sure if you, if you yeah, if, you, if you're a trans woman, say, and you transition in 80 years in the future, yeah. it'll be, I don't want to say plain sailing, but I can imagine the difference will be unbelievable. Pop into a shop, come out, different... Maybe not that quick, but yeah. even if it's over a week or a few weeks, I, I think there'll be a point where we really will not... Sometimes it's still hard to tell now with, with some people, but mostly you've got a rough idea whether you're talking to someone who was born male or female, even if they're not I'm now, born, if they're born trans. Born with a male or female body. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, right? Um, who, who, who have transitioned. But I'm sure there's going to come a point in the future where we'll just have no idea who's who was born. or it won't. So maybe that won't even be a thing anymore. Maybe all the issues. Maybe that's quite interesting. Maybe there are issues we're dealing with now that are, that are really controversial, that won't be controversial simply because you just won't know. It's. I mean, there's there's already some interesting procedures. I, I don't know the details, but there's someone I um, sometimes watch on YouTube called Contrapoints. Does these political rants, and an awful lot of time is he he would uh, he would be wearing women's clothes during them. And then he used to say, oh, it's just a thing I do just to freak people out. And then he gradually went, nah, actually, it's kind of who I am, really. <laughs> but in the more recent ones, I've been watching going, he's really very attractive. <laughs> and it's like he's been having this procedure that's changing the shape of his face. Right. Yeah. Or her face. I, I, I realise I've been saying his the whole time. I'm not sure how they identify now. Right. But, um, yeah. Yeah. So that'll happen. That, that I think... Um, I, I think there's a whole lot of issues that the, the issues themselves are are not helping us form a future because they just will be non-issues completely. Yeah. 
the same as we we're saying about the vegan thing. It might once the food is that good and so cheap, it won't even be a discussion. No, that's true. I mean, I, I think being vegan now is a pain in the hole, isn't it? Still, it's but like that, that's more interesting because if it's not, if it is a non-discussion, it, even if um, say trans just isn't a thing, we just accept people are whatever they are in front of us right now. And, yeah, and yeah. the only point of asking you what, what you were born as is just as a matter of interest because yeah, it yeah. makes no difference. Your body is fully one hundred percent female or, or male. Uh, woman or man you know mm. in every respect in, in all muscle mass and everything with, without I'm you taking drugs you and want, everything I can imagine right. that would be you know, animals the, and so on we've got technology like CRISPR and things that enable you to take out little strands of your DNA and replace them with different strands of DNA in a way that I think just in the next 10 years it can absolutely transform right. but coming back to our beginning of the conversation I wonder whether people would look back on our conversations now not just as problematic but also whether they would have no Understanding where they would just see hatred of people going, oh, that one's actually a man, or this one shouldn't change in this this place, or so on. Where they would have no understanding yeah. of the mentality of why we felt this way or why people felt this way at this time. Yeah, maybe, or maybe there'll still be pockets of just phobias, you know. Like, oh, I mean, maybe other phobias. Homophobia. But... If you live in a big city in a Western industrialized democracy. It's pretty rare to come across out-and-out homophobia. Most people are pretty accepting of that stuff. But then you go other places. I, I, I was out with um, a lesbian couple in the Silly Isles uh, recently uh, doing this little festival, and one of them was telling me about somewhere, someone in the Caribbean they were visiting. I think, I think it's like a British colony, the St. Kitts and Nevis or somewhere like that. Right. And they said that she had to pretend to be with one of the blokes, otherwise they were just all going to get beaten up. Really? And this was like yeah. recently. Yeah, yeah. It's just horrifying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's still places for it. Yeah. So I think, yeah. It, yeah, I just suspect that some of us will be very slow to change. Although maybe we can make them change with an injection. Do you know, I think there always will be, but I'm wondering more in the sense of where we look back on 19th or 18th century people now and try yeah. and understand how their... We can guess how their views of, say, women, animals and so on were informed. We can't imagine... Yeah. Uh, being that short of evidence to, to not think anything else. Yes, yeah, so I, I can imagine that we might still find cruelty cruel always. Yeah, or not always, but I mean, a large number of people might have done, might have gone, you know, yeah. that something was unnecessarily um, barbaric. Well, so maybe the way that we started this, to so say we couldn't imagine what it was like to never have seen a black person or what that curiosity yeah. would like. Someone listening to this in a hundred years' time would be unable to understand being overly attached to the body you were born with because you can just do whatever you want with it whenever. yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Cool. um we're going we to, we to wrap it up there yeah i think well i think we did really well bringing it round to the beginning again like that yeah, just making uh, this full circle, circle that yeah, yeah this is the first fully scripted one um <laughs> <laughs> yeah we threw in lots of hesitations and things to yeah, make it look like it was off the cuff pretty naturalistic but then you know from a professional performance you should expect nothing less so thank you very much for listening yeah thanks for listening as always um, you can uh, get in contact with us uh, on Twitter or wherever you want anything you think we should discuss yeah and do do some work on that theme tune uh, yeah because we still don't have one and you, you guys I think are to blame yeah so get on with it thank you very much for listening bye Cheers. bye